What's happening, fam? It's your boy Sherrod, and welcome to another podcast episode of Behind the Grind, powered by Sherrod Speaks. For each episode, I have a conversation. I go behind the scenes to talk to individuals like you and I that are making impact with their influence and making change happen in the places around us. My goal is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, give you everything that you need, the faith, the fuel, the ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, and I'm so glad uh, to have this opportunity uh, to talk to you again today. This is the last recorded episode of 2020. And um, yes, I know it's been a rough year. Um, a lot has happened, and we're going to talk about that today in today's episode. Uh, we're going to talk about the things that we learned in 2020. Um, but First off, I want to give um, shout outs to all of those who have been rocking with me. Those of you who have paid attention to a few episodes, maybe you've listened to all of the episodes or maybe this is your first time listening. Um, I want to thank you. Um, this has been a, a, a great year. This is the year that we launched Behind the Grind. We started off this year with this program. And of course, we had some uh, some challenges, some hiccups. Uh, we had some moments that we uh, went missing in action. Um, but that's OK. We are we have learned and we're back on the grind for 2021. And so, again, I want to appreciate you for rocking with us um, this week. Again, we will not have anyone. Well, this week we won't have anyone in the grind chair. Last uh, time you listened to this podcast, uh, you may have heard um, the episode that we did about the power of the vote. I had a nice conversation with a young activist, which is actually my niece, Kayla Mitchell. Um, and she broke down so many different things uh, for us, for voters' rights to governmental things, different things, and just a perspective from the young Gen Z generation. Um, if you have not checked out that episode, I encourage you to jump on over there and check that out. Um, I promise you, I promise you, you will uh, really enjoy that uh, conversation. Well, today, like I said, I wanted to talk about 2020. And so, yes, 2020 is going into the history books and we are entering into 2021. Uh, but before we do that, um, I just wanted to take a time to recap. Right. And then just to talk about some things that I learned in 2020. And so I labeled this particular episode, the 20 things that I learned in 2020. Now, um, I labeled them and I gave them numbers, but it does not mean that uh, they come in that particular order. This is pretty much just what came to mind for me. And, and many of you may have other things that you learned. And I would love for you to share with me um, maybe one or two things that you learned, maybe three. If you learned all 20, share 20 things that you learned. Uh, feel free to shoot it out and, and comment and let us know what you learned in 2020. Um, but Let's talk about it. 2020 was an eventful year. You know, we uh, started off in a bang. Uh, we lost uh, some individuals, literally lost individuals. Um, people that come to mind is in the beginning of the year. We know we lost uh, the legendary uh, Kobe Bryant. Right. Um, uh, we lost a lot of other people like uh, John Lewis. Um, we lost 
Um, I mean, we lost a lot of different people. And um, those of you who rock with the church, we just recently lost a pillar, a general in the gospel, uh, Bishop Iona Lott. And all of these things um, are significant, I think. I think we learned something from that and the things that they each shared with us. When I mentioned Iona Lott, she was a person about holiness. When I mentioned Kobe Bryant, he was a person about the grind. John Lewis stood up for people's rights. There's all these individuals, and, and the list can go on. Those are just the, the few that just popped in my mind just real quick, and I just wanted to mention that. So 2020 has definitely been a, uh, a challenging year. Many have lost loved ones and literally lost loved ones. Although uh, the news is covering it, some news is covering it more than others, um, but the truth and the reality is that this COVID has disrupted our lives. So the 20 things that I learned, let's start there. Let's start. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, number 20, and this is going to be a little uh, metaphorically speaking. The thing that I learned in 2020 on uh, number 20 was how to use the mute button. Yes, um, you heard me correctly. I said how to use the mute button. And I, and I thought about this. I, you know, this year we all were introduced to the Zooms, the Microsoft Teams, all of these platforms, Google Hangout. And all we were doing were learning how to use that mute button. There would be times when people were talking and we have to remind them you're on mute. Right. Or there would be the times when people had their mute button off and we had to stop. And, you know, in the middle of our conversation and our lecture, whatever the case may be, and say, would you all please put your phones on mute? And what I learned from that, metaphorically speaking, is that this year was a year that there were times where you needed to be present and you needed to speak up. There were so many things that happened this year that caused people's voice to be amplified. And we needed to hear from you. But then there were also times there's some things we need to learn how to keep to ourselves. We need to make watch our mouths, uh, think things through before we say them. And this was a year that we surely saw it all. And so this year, um, properly using the mute button, knowing when to speak and knowing when not to speak was very critical. And a thing that I learned. Number 19, I learned um, is that technology is not all bad. And I know most of the listeners, depending on uh, what type of person you are, if you're a person that loves technology, a lot of the stuff that a lot of most of us are using is not new to you. But there's a lot of us that are not used to all this technology. Um, you know, one thing in ca case in point is we look at the church, for example, the church had to pivot. That's that magic word pivot and had to use uh, different things like Facebook, social media uh, to get the word out and, and not to be limited to just the, the four walls. Um, some churches, even though they were open, they learned to really leverage technology as for me and my house, me personally, I learned how to use technology. I used an app a lot this year to to order groceries and bring groceries to me. I'm, I'm again, I'm getting up in age and I know I'm old. I know my wife always wanted to use the app, but I was I was hesitant of it. But now uh, I think that was the best thing that could have ever been invented for me. And there's so many other uh, technology things that we learn. Number 18, we learned um, how when staying at home or being forced to stay at home or limited places to go or limited options, you actually save money. So whether it was your work um, stopped you from coming in or whether you weren't able to go to your favorite store as often as you like, um, maybe you didn't have to drive your car as much. So you save money on gas, the lunches, you know, that famous Starbucks run every morning. Um, you were able to save a lot of money, dry cleaning, different things like that. With that being said, um, this was that uh, year that people invested. There are people who never invested before. I'm a person that has been in banking and had an MBA in finance. And for me, uh, investments make sense. But to a lot of people, they learn the rhythm and they learned how to invest. And so this was a very eye-opening year about investments. Number 17, I learned um, how to um, accept some things or another way to put it, embrace 
um, new changes, right? And, and to move forward when embracing or accepting some things, sometimes that recall causes you to let some things go, things that you are dear to you, things that you're holding on to. I know recently we moved this year and in the midst of our moving from Michigan to Atlanta, Georgia, um, there was some things that we just could not take with us, right? We had to actually sell some things off uh, because we just could not take everything. We had accumulated things over the years, but there were some things that we couldn't take in a new place. And so um, acceptance, embracing change also causes you to let go of some things. So that's what I learned, how to let go of things. Number 16, I learned that the grind doesn't stop. No matter what happens, no matter if um, there is a shutdown, no matter um, if there's a, a uh, thing that goes on, the business, the script, the movie, all of that stuff uh, may have stopped this year, but the grind itself never stop. So no matter if the production or the performance stopped, uh, you still had to be working in the background. And that's what this program is about, working in the background, still doing your work. So that means if you weren't able, if you're, you're you know, if you're in high school and your basketball season stopped, that means you still had to stay uh, with the basketball. If you had a hoop at home, you had to keep working out. You had to take advantage, you know, of the downtime. You had to keep working on skills. So this year said the grind doesn't stop. And that's what I learned. No matter what, whether you're able to perform on the stage or not, behind the scenes, the grind didn't stop. Number 15 I learned is to learn how to establish your niche and dominate your lane. Shout outs to my guy, Sean Hart, who uh, has this as his mantra, dominate your lane. Um, this, this was a year that you really had to carve out your niche. What are you known for? Not what other people think you're known for. Not what you think um, doing a bunch of different things, really focusing specifically on one niche and really honing in onto that niche. Number 14, I learned how to appreciate the journey uh, or another way to be uh, say it, um, metaphorically speaking, appreciate the commute to your destiny. Right. Many of us are focusing on getting to the ultimate promised land of our destiny. Right. Wherever it is that we're trying to accomplish, whatever we're trying to do this year, um, with all that is going on, you had to stop and pause and, 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 and look around and enjoy the journey. The people that you have come in contact, people that have put around God has put around you so much, so much. We are so much focused on our, our the ultimate results in the promised land that many times we miss the things along the way. And so this year taught me to appreciate the journey. Number 13, this kind of breeds from that appreciate the journey is understanding the importance of family. Um, this was the year, everybody must admit, we have now pulled our families in close and we understand the power of family. I remember this year, my uh, pastor uh, at Embassy, shout out to Embassy Covenant Church, uh, Bishop Hugh Daniel Smith, had a series where he was talking about family redemption. He has now just launched a book called uh, Family Builders. But this was a year that really focused around that whole thought of, of putting family um, in its proper perspective and how important family really is in our lives. And and so that we, we pull that close to us this year. Uh, number 12, I learned uh, is to appreciate time or respect time. I guess that's a better way to say it and not to waste it. Right. You know, this year, uh, time is so precious. Uh, we can't just waste our time fruitful, you know, just 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 using nonsense, doing nonsense, um, but taking the time to really value time so much you can accomplish when you learn how to put the proper priorities with your time and use time wisely. This is the year that we really understood the importance of using our time wisely. Number 11, we lost, also learned um, how to um, adjust 
um, our grind. And what I mean by adjusting our grind, that means that many of us had developed throughout the years, maybe going into 2020, we developed a routine, um, you know, the repetition that we would do to build our grind. And that's all important. But many of us found that that repetition, that routine, whether it was going to work out at the, the gym, whether it was a certain thing that you were going to be working on, that all got disrupted this year uh, because of COVID. You know, they, in some cases, they shut down gyms in certain areas. All of that impacted your grind, but you had to learn how to adjust your grind and still go and move forward. And so I thought that was important that we learn. Number 10, we learned um, how to, uh, well, I should say this. Number 10 taught us that isolation um, is a bad, it can be bad if you don't learn how to um, manage it. If you don't learn how to manage your time alone, um, isolation can be very difficult, right? Many people have picked up bad habits during this year uh, because of being alone or being isolated, bad habits. You know, maybe they're not doing the thing that they normally do. So they picked up bad habits and coping mechanisms such as alcoholism, pornography, um, gambling, whatever the case may be, things to try to fill in this void. This year of isolation, even though you were isolated, it was the year to replace that void time with worship, I would call it, with God, right? And, and, and understanding yourself, really getting in tune with who you are and really putting the focus on God and to fill that void as opposed to putting in these other um, coping mechanisms to deal with pain um, of, of isolation. Number nine, we also learned that life can change instantly, good or bad. It can change instantly. You know, I saw this year so many life changing events, whether it was someone uh, getting a huge promotion. That was a life changing event or whether someone lost something significant this year, maybe a house fire, uh, you know, maybe losing a job. It was it was so many sudden things that happened this year that put in perspective that things can happen just like that. Just as it's almost like a snap of a finger. Suddenly things can change. And so this year we really witnessed um, how things can flip. Uh, quickly. And so uh, going back to what we've been saying before, learning how to adjust whatever that is, whether it, it was something tragic or whether it was a huge blessing. I saw it all ends of the spectrum this year, how life changed instantly for people. Um, and But people had to deal with it. Number eight, I also learned by paying attention to politics. This year is the year that I probably paid more attention to politics than I ever have before, because this was very interesting Um type of thing, you know, the information that we're being bombarded with, the type of things that we're experiencing um, in this climate, it, it causes you to pay attention to probably politics more than others. But what I learned this year is it's never too late. And what I mean by that, no matter what age you are, no matter whatever area you're in, and it may seem like your time is about to expire, it's never too late. And I say that because President-elect Joe Biden um, became president, what well, became, you know, elected president this year. And we think about his track record and how many times he tried to run for president. And it wasn't until he became um, 77, 78, right? We, we were looking at him being the oldest elected president. Um, and I'm sure he gave up. The truth of the matter, he really did give up. But something at the last moment let him know that he was called and he was destined to it. And so this was just a reminder that it's never too late. So keep that in mind. 2020 also taught us, as we all probably have all witnessed, building resiliency is necessary. Uh, what I mean by that building resistance, uh, resi resiliency really means learning how to 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 handle uh, blows, learning how to handle what life throws you when life happens. Although we are 
uh, the controller of our destiny of some some extent, right? We, we were able to do things to change our destiny. There are things outside of our control that do happen. And when that does happen, how do you handle it and how do you bounce back? What I found out this year that there are people, as long as they're in control of things, they can handle it. But then when things aren't in their control, they revert back to almost like a child. They start kicking and screaming. And we saw so many people kicking and screaming because of things not fitting into the box that they're used to and they're not able to control it. Uh, This year really taught us, hey, things happen, but you can bounce back. It's not a death sentence. It's not the end of the world. We can bounce back from it. And so this was really uh, a true year that you had to build more uh, backbone, more strength, more fortitude in this year. Number six, we also learned to trust God through people. And let me let me let me explain that. Trust God through people. We always say we trust God, but there's so many people who don't trust people. Right. We trust God, but we don't trust people. But what God taught me this year is that um, if you trust me, trust that I am going to use people many times to 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 help you out, to bless you, to bring you through, uh, to get you through certain things with all the things that are going on. God is still using people to bless people's lives, especially when the stakes are high. I'm noticing like, you know, with all the things that are going on with this COVID first responders are jumping on the, um, on and helping out people. They're doing what they can to pitch in, to help people. God is using them. He's blessing them during this time. Um, you know, even with all the things that we saw with the protests this year, people who may not have ever thought about protesting and standing up for others, um, but their, their voice and their influence, they use their voice and influence this year, uh, to, to get change and, and to, to push, uh, the status quo. And so um, God can bless people. God can use people. So we can't put our trust always in confidence in man, but we can put our trust in God and God will use people to bring his purpose and his plan to pass. Number five, I learned that we um, truly need to hear the voice of God. We need to learn that the voice of God is not a formula. We don't always hear God the same way every time. And so this year really taught me that. I know um, uh, it reminds me about First Kings in chapter 19, you know, when um, Elijah was running uh, from Jezebel, he was running and God went uh, to speak to him and, and, and he was looking for God to speak. But it wasn't in the elements. It wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in the fire. It wasn't in all of those things that Elijah may have become used to hearing God in. But God spoke to him in a still, small voice. And I think that this was a year that we all um, can probably witness or throw our hands up. Many of us that are believers, we can really say that God may have spoken to us if we were paying attention in a still, small voice. And so this was a year that God uh, improved our, our, our ability to hear him, even though it seemed confusing, even so, though it seemed dark, he proved our ability to hear Uh, Number four, I think this is a very obvious one. I think this year, I think we all know that the kingdom and the Holy Spirit and all of that good stuff is inside of us. But some of us have gotten so used to being around our church family. Now, I'm not knocking our church family because we do need to be around our church. But when we had to shut things down. Um, And we weren't having the Bible studies and we didn't have the the small groups as often as we we would like. We had to revert to our own prayer closet. We had to revert to our own uh, prayer chambers. Right. And we had to really rely on the Holy Spirit when we were able to reach out and contact other individuals. So this year we realized that the kingdom of God literally is within us. Number four, uh, I'm sorry, number three, I learned um, to continue to perform for an audience of one. And that audience of one is actually God, putting God as the reason 
uh, that I, my performance, what I'm doing, the purpose, my drive, my grind has to be for the audience of one. I know we want the rewards. We want the likes. We want the shares. We want um, to be an influencer. We want to get our numbers up. We want everybody to give us trophies, rewards, all of those good things. But all of those good things, I've learned that this year people can give it to you and people can take it away. We're in a culture now, as they call it, the cancel culture. So you can be up one day and down another day. But if you're performing to an audience of one, which is God, you don't even have to worry about that. Number two, we learned um, is to stay committed and focus on your mission the grind, the purpose, whatever God has purpose in your heart, stay focused on that. No matter what may come, uh, you may have to redo some things. You may have to reroute your way to it or to get to your mission, to get to your goal, to get to your grind. But always stay committed to the grind, committed to what God has called you. And I call it the grind on this show because it's called the grind, but really committed to the mission, whatever it is that God has called you to do, the purpose that he's called you to. And then number one, what we really learned this year is to be still and know, all right? You know, the scriptures that tells us God is truly showing us that he is in control. Even though we have heard the bad reports, even though the news is telling us that this is the darkest days that we've ever experienced, this is the worst of worst, uh, many of us can sit back and we can analyze this year that God has truly blessed us in the midst of a storm. Yes, we may have taken some L's. Yes, we may have taken some losses, but God has truly blessed us. He has left mantles in the earth for us. So this was a year to be still and to know that God, he's still in control. Um, so that concludes my 20 things that I learned. You may have learned some more. Um, we are going to go strong this year in 2021. I have some great guests lined up. I hope you stay tuned. Um, this first quarter, this first month is going to be really good. I got some people who um, are in the place of the promised land. God is really blessing them greatly. And we really want to share some of the things that has allowed them. And, the, you know, that that story, that behind the grind story will really Really help them to get to that place and what helped them to accomplish the great things that God is doing. So um, with that being said, I hope you tune in. We've got some episodes coming up here in the next few weeks. Well, our goal is to get this out as quickly as possible. So stick with us here on Behind the Grind until the next time.